This Friday edition of What's With Some Radio is brought to you by Let's Talk Bruh and their virtual live show and workshop series. Again, shout out to Let's Talk Bruh, a podcast on black masculinity in front of the project and host Jeremy Hurt. I'm sure most of you, if not all of you, know who Jeremy is by now. If not from his appearances on What's With Some Radio, then definitely from hearing his voice provide the liveries that have accompanied a number of What's With Some Radio and Albums of the Decade uh, podcasts that have dropped over the last few months. But a shout out to Jeremy uh, for sending over those liveries to help me diversify the voices that you all are hearing over the course of these episodes. But yeah, Let's Talk Bro just wrapped week one of their live virtual workshop series on Zoom. Um, and two shout out to friend of the project, Professor Jer- uh, Professor Kier Mack, um, who led tonight's workshop on journaling and writing um, during this pandemic and hopefully in the days beyond. I know that I needed tonight as a spark to pick up the pen again, which I tend to need every six to eight weeks. But I know it wasn't just me. I could tell that from um, the engagement that we were having in the Zoom chat and just from the conversations that uh, folks were able to join in on with Jeremy and Kier toward the end of the uh, of the workshop, that it was really engaging and enriching for pretty much everybody that was in there. And um, black men, black women, similar ages, uh, diverse backgrounds, but pretty much everybody in there looking for ways to express themselves more and express themselves more fully. And it was a it was a wonderful time. Um, if you aren't able to attend live, uh, Jeremy is posting these episodes as audio content on the Let's Talk Bruh uh, podcast stream. So uh, subscribe to Let's Talk Bruh podcast on Black Masculinity, wherever you stream your podcast. But if you can attend live, I cannot recommend it any more highly. Like I said, it was a very enriching experience. And um, you just being in the room, I think, provided a level of um, intimacy that uh, might get lost in translation if you're just listening to the audio file. So. Yeah, if you are able to attend, like I said, it will be worth your time. Uh, we will link to the RSVP page in our episode notes. But uh, if you want more information about Let's Talk Bruh and everything they have going on there, uh, please feel free to head over to their Instagram. That's at Let's Talk Bruh, uh, B-U-R-H. And um, yeah, just check out everything they have going on over there. Like I said, Jeremy is doing fantastic work around um, black men and mental health and making sure that we are. Uh, tapping into our full potential and not boxing ourselves into what we think masculinity means. So please, please, please check it out. Support if you can. Uh, Let's talk, bruh. Let's talk, bruh. A podcast on black masculinity. Stream it everywhere you stream your podcast. We are also brought to you, as always, by the web's best kept secret, whatsuitshim.com, where a whole lot of stuff is still going on. If you were looking for Tuesday's episode, blame your boy. I recorded on Monday night with a friend of the project, Voice of West Who's Him Radio, Willie Mac Jr. We recorded for exactly two hours and one minute. I know this for a fact because I remember being very excited to have two episodes worth of content, trying to keep two hour episodes to a minimum or specifically over on the albums of the decade feed from here on out. And um, yeah, went over into GarageBand to edit and realized I was only hearing my voice and not his. And so after trying to salvage his audio for maybe an hour or so, realized it wasn't going to happen. Um, we agreed to re-record next week. We figured, well, I figured that trying to re-record it this week would lead to us mostly trying to regurgitate the talking points that we made on the first episode, which was really good, by the way. I hate the fact that it seems like all the best episodes get lost to the ether, but um, you're excited to have Wills back on next week. We'll just re- we'll just recap the Jordan Doc in totality and probably get into some more music and basketball talk like we did on the Lost episode. Um, and then we have... Two more fun episodes on the way for next week. At least one more. We're going to record two and maybe post all three just in order to catch back up on schedule. I know I know you. I know I owe you guys 
a pod from this week since Tuesdays got lost. And um, episode 50 is on the way. I have no clue what I'm going to do for that. And all things considered, like, because I'm trying to have episode 100 this year, I don't even know if I should celebrate 50, but uh, my brother Willie told me to stop and smell the roses. So I'm going to try and do that and enjoy the fact that we have reached a milestone episode that's coming up in the next couple of weeks. So um, look for something big for episode 50. Still trying to flesh out exactly what something big means, but definitely want to celebrate that milestone. Um, what else? Uh, check out everything happening at whatsusum.com from consulting. Uh, unfortunately, COVID has not stopped capitalism at all. So um, resumes, cover letters, if you're still looking for a job, we are happy to help with that. Small businesses, if you need help with your documentation, um, hit us up for that. General copywriting and copy editing. Um, we literally just helped a massage therapist revamp her uh, safety protocols and procedures. And we helped someone whose unemployment benefits were unjustly shuttered to uh, file an appeal letter and hopefully that appeal goes well. So, yeah, we are staying busy at consulting, looking to help folks with their writing and editing needs as always. Photography, we are still taking intake questionnaires from folks interested in having their smiling faces, um, I guess, photographed in the uh, in the coming weeks and months, hopefully, once we're able to um, not social distance so far. Uh, yeah, we would love to take pictures of your smiling face in the days and months to come. Um, what else? What's Who's Some Radio? Again, still going strong. Albums of the Decade, season one. Um, season two is premiering in the next six weeks, I want to say, which is coming up extremely quickly. So uh, check out the first 12 episodes of Albums of the Decade. Um, subscribe, rate, review, give us feedback. We would love to hear it. And so, so, so much more. Miss Ryder Morgan's essays are on the e-zine. Check out everything she has going on and be on the lookout for our upcoming podcast as well. Um, yeah, just check out everything we have going on at what suits him on socials and what suits him.com. One more time. What suits him.com coming up the second part of a conversation that I had with the good brothers, Keenan Terry and Cardo Patterson a few weeks ago, after we recap night two of the last dance, the Michael Jordan documentary. Um, yeah, I, I gave them the assignment of ranking their favorite, well, all of our favorite um, NBA champions of our lifetime. We bent the rules a little bit just to accommodate for teams that were great in just a few years before we were born or old enough to remember them. But uh, the bulk of our teams are um, were, were playing when we were old and sentient enough to remember um, at least half of the roster. So uh, it's a good conversation coming up. Uh, very excited for y'all to hear it. But first, as always, y'all know him, y'all love him. My brother, Willie Major. I'm Detroit's own savior, Detroit's own plug, Detroit's own future, Detroit's own love, I'm Detroit's own, yeah, I'm Detroit's own, yeah, and I never asked for my heart back, you can have it, without all you taught me, I never would have lasted, I know I can move through some Hollywood dudes, all right, if I can uh, we can head in the segment too, now, alright, so I have tasked these good brothers with well, I, I myself, too, have tried to figure out my favorite five NBA title teams in our lifetime. So that's since 1992. Um, I think I have my five. Cardo said he didn't come up with five. He came up with four, which is also No, five. I got five. Oh, you I got found, five? I found, okay, cool. I found a fifth. As long as you ain't got six, bro, that's all I care about. Um, Keenan, do you also have five? <laughs> Keenan, you got your five? Oh, my bad, bro. Yes, 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 I do. Yes, I do. All right. Um... 
All right, we can go alphabetical order. Uh, Carlo, you go first. Oh, actually, we can, we can each name one uh, in, a, in in order. So, yes, Carlo, you can go first. Name your number five. Are we, start, are we starting at five? My, so my, number, my number five? I mean, it, it, I didn't really rank mine. I just was going to start naming teams, so y'all can. I saw mine, are, actually. I do have my rank. So, I'll just start oh. with my fifth. My fifth okay, team. yeah, go, go number five. Go number five. All right, so my number five is that old, that 0-1 Lakers team, the one that went 15-1, the one that beat my Sixers. Okay, that's my number yeah. five team also, so go ahead. Go ahead. So that's my number five. Uh, reasons, details, uh, thoughts? Just the fact that they literally were sweeping everybody. Like, they were really, like, dogging everybody all the way through that playoff. I'm like, and they weren't, they, they were the number two team, in, two team in the West that year, so they weren't like they were the best. They were like, yeah, no, nah, come playoff time. All right, time to turn it on. Like, we're the best team in the league. Let's, let me show y'all why we're the best team in the league. Like, it was, it's kind of ridiculous. Like, from, like, if I remember right, from, I think, from February until that game one finals, they had not lost a game. Like, they had literally won, like, a like a three-month span of no losses. Like, that's that was kind of a wild little, like, concept. Like, they were doing mm. stuff. Like, yo, pe- people weren't just readily doing, like, getting win streaks like that. Like, it's become more normalized now. It's crazy with, like, long win streaks. You weren't seeing long win streaks like that in the early 2000s. Like, that wasn't a thing. No. Um, yeah, I agree. I um, In a way... Iverson beating them almost like boosted them up my rankings. I feel like it's hard to it's hard to describe, bro. Had they went undefeated, I feel like I'd hate them more. But the fact oh, that I agree with you. But the fact that <laughs> Iverson like went that. in there and gave them niggas uh what forty nine in game one, incredible stuff, 48. bro. Forty eight in game one. Uh, he got swept the rest of the series, but in a way that almost proves their greatness is that like. This five ten nigga came in there and gave them work, and then they were like, no more, <laughs> like. No more. No, but see, I was also looking at it, like so like they final averages like because Kobe was average like twenty nine and five in that final. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I was averaging like thirty two and like fourteen. So I'm like, you literally had these two two of the greatest players that we've ever seen in our lifetime putting up phenomenal numbers, and you had this one little guy come out here and give y'all bucks for one game to let y'all know like, no, 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 I'm here. Right. I'm like, no, that actually, that actually makes me like that team more that you literally had like, because one dude could outdo you for one for one moment. <laughs> made y'all feel like y'all were like made y'all feel like y'all were like un- like completely like untouchable. And that's like, when the that's when the East sucked start. too. Like they ran oh, through a hard fucking West, have game one at the crib and lose. Like that was incredible to me. Right. Incredible. Especially like they, they swept like the Portland and Portland was a team that gave them hell the year before. Like people forgot like Portland almost like stopped like almost shut out the whole three P concept altogether. Right. Like that uh-huh. year before. But like y'all literally come doing dogs in the very next season. And no, I, I can't. I mean, that's my favorite. That's my favorite of the three piece. Um, I, I, I mean, but I mean, it's also. I mean, we talking about it, it's based off the team they play. Like, I mean, I enjoyed the Indiana series because of Jalen and Reggie, but I didn't want Indiana to win. Um, I enjoyed the. Uh, I, I didn't enjoy the Jersey series because that team sucked. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, like even if you weren't a, a huge Iverson fan, you. You enjoyed Iverson more so just because he gave you, uh, like, he was more like us. So I think that's why we really enjoyed the series. I do think that competitive wise, we had, well, let me not say we. I had more faith in um, in Indiana just simply because of how, like, they, they had just a better, like, team. Like, like from Reddy to Jalen to, um, I think that was, if I remember right, that might have been young. Uh, what is due? Um, I think that was young Jermaine O'Neal too on there. Um, who else was on there? No, it was nah, uh, Jermaine was it was, was, Davis, no, it, it, was um, it was that team with Chris Mullins on there, and then I think it was like Mark Jackson and 
Low-key, I don't know why. I do not they, know why. They still have the Davis like, boys, like Dale Davis. They still have the Davis boys, yeah. They had they, they had uh, Dale yeah. and Antonio. I don't know if Rick Smith was still there, though. Um, Rick Smith, he might my not guy. have been, bro. I ain't gonna lie. Lost in the finals. Who was on this roster? He was still there. He was still there. I don't know if he was getting any clock, but he's still on the roster. Al Harrington. Shout out to rookie Al, bro. Well, yeah. Uh, one year in the league, Al Harrington. Oh, I did not realize that young Al was on that squad. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I also wanted to come back and do uh, our top five non-championship teams, too, down the line. So, I want you to know, for, for my championship teams, most of the time, the non-champion actually in three of those, I think, were my favorites. Right. We're, no, I, no, 100%. No, I, no, yes. <laughs> 100%. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll save that topic. I got top fives for days, so if y'all just want to do NBA podcast, you know. I got those programmed. Sure. I got those programmed until they let us leave the house in, in five years. Um, all right, Keenan, what's your, what's your number five team, bro? Um, you know it's tough, and I want to. Okay, first off, I want you to answer this question for me, Justin, before I say this answer. Okay. What up? What is this the top five of? I need you to be specific. Exactly what this is the top five. It's your personal of. favorites. Your personal favorite NBA championship team. So I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. Mine is going to be the 04 Detroit Pistons. Number five? That's your fifth? If y'all, you see, really? how, if y'all see how I'm squinting my face at Keenan right now. That's y'all said favorite, right? That's, that's y'all said your fifth favorite. You know we going in, you, we go, we going in reverse order. We're not going in, we're not going one through five. We going oh, five well, oh, well, since you did say favorite, sure. I won't put them there because obviously they're, my, they're probably my favorite. Um, I do think that um, you guys said the 01 Lakers. I think, honestly, from what I can kind of remember in terms of highlights, because I'm not going to pretend like I really saw this at all live. So this is mostly highlights and also just the, the fact that I've seen a few uh, reruns of it. I like that. I believe it's 96 or 95 Houston Rockets team. Um, okay. the reason, yep, the reason why I enjoyed that, and again, I'm not going to pretend to say that I knew what was going on all the time, but um, I enjoyed it one because they were playing like Shaq, bro. Shaq that can do everything. Like, <laughs> like I think at that point in time, like that's when Shaq was dribbling ninety four feet up and down the court. Um, he was a larger than life guy as well coming in there. Uh, Penny Hardaway is on there at the time. I was a big Penny fan too. Um, I remember getting like Penny shoes and stuff like that. I also like the drinks. The drinks were cool. Um, so I like the series as, as a whole. But that Houston team was stacked. Like, the Houston team, uh, from from what I remember, it had Clyde Drexler, Akeem Olajuwon, Sam Cassell, uh, before he went to the Bucks, um, had Robert Ori on there, uh, Vernon Maxwell was low-key, and I think this is Vernon Maxwell, like, he was an all-star, still, like, star level, maybe not all-star, I can't remember if he was an actual all-star, but where he was, like, a star level player still, um, so, like, they, they had, like, people there, and I just remember... So you, like, you, you forget, old- you forgetting the most important person. Uh, I said uh, the dream, right? No, you, you Bob Ori, my nigga. No, I said Bob Ori. I said you Bob did. Ori, oh, you said, oh, you said, okay, okay. Yeah. So I like, I like them for that. Like, and that, that was probably one of my, that, that would probably be number five in terms of favorite. I actually enjoyed it. Um, I would love to go in a time machine and read the coverage of the Clyde Drexler trade. Um, Bro. I would just love to know, like, how that went down. <laughs> I want to know how you were able to even get that, like, especially to go to the Blazers, bro. Like, nah, bro. I need to know who was able to pull the trigger and what was the thinking behind that. Because 
We talking about man, Clyde. Like, Clyde wanted a ring. He wasn't gonna win in Portland, so he got the fuck on. I, I mean, I, I understand the mechanics of how it. From what I understand, he went to Houston with Hakeem. They were already buddies. Um, Clyde wanted to go back to Houston and win a ring, so Portland traded him to Houston. But I feel like nowadays we talk about that in such like ghastly terms. Like if anybody ever requests a trade to so to chase a ring, it's like oh my god. And Clyde wasn't even yeah. watching. He made two more All Star teams, so. That's the funny part to me is that Clyde definitely went went there, got a ring, and still had a he he retired in ninety seven ninety eight, off a good season. He averaged eighteen a game that year, so he got out yeah, before he, he was done. Though. By both of them too, his so, number retired by both his number oh, retired by both, both organizations. I'm like that's crazy. Um, and he was only yeah, he was only in Houston for a minute, but I mean you win a ring, and that's all that matters, bro. Um, not all, but yeah, a bulk of it. No, I mean it is though. When you know you Hall of Famer and you win a ring, that's all that matters. Uh, go ahead, number four. Go ahead, man. Go ahead, Cardo. Um, uh, okay, my number four. So this one was a little tough to say what what number four would be, but I had to say number four would probably be that sixteen seventeen Warriors team. Okay, that's my. I, that I, that's tough. one of my honorable mentions. I got them, and yeah. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. That's the uh, that's the Katie's first year, if I remember right. Right. That's the yeah. 16, that's, that's the first year. So, and the reason why I just like that team, just, like, it all seems to fit together, like, adding him into the mix. Like, normally you add up, like, that level of a player and things don't normally go that well when you first adjust. Like, it's not they flowed immediately. And just, like, watching – that was just fun basketball to watch. Just for me, like, that was like, that was just a fun team to watch. Like, you have great players, all these, like, making it work. And, like, and they just because they want to win, doesn't matter, like, who really gets the shine for it. Even though I feel like Curry did feel a little snub, but like you know, later on, how he, he had never got that final MVP, and Durant kept keep getting was kept getting it. But like just like watch how it all flowed. Like they were okay with letting like whoever like whoever took over took over. Yeah, my, my favorite. Like, I enjoy watching that team. My favorite picture from that from that finals, and I I never I never know what knew what to believe with that team. But um, when Kevin dots uh, LeBron's eye from that spot in the first finals, and yeah. uh. Steph and Draymond are like yelling in Kevin's face after he makes it, and Kevin's just like not affected by it. He's just like walking straight ahead. Oh, I'm like, oh, another yeah. day in the office. Like, yo, that, right. that, that, that picture is phenomenal. I, I, actually, love, I love that, that picture. For that dagger he hit. I ain't gonna lie. To this day, I actually remember just watching and being like, wow, bro. This is it, huh? This is really how we gonna be acting, huh? And, I knew, and niggas knew it was good the whole time, bro. I remember when he pulled up, and I was like, you wouldn't take that shot if you didn't think he was gonna make it. And he made it. Oh, not bro. <laughs> he had so much time coming to it, he knew it was. Right. Too. I'm like, yeah, bro, it's bad. Um, and I mean, people have made the point too that that's probably the best Cleveland team of that run to. Everybody was healthy finally. Um, I think. I mean, I I don't know. It's like some. So somebody came into um, uh, not even somebody. Uh, in the Teenage Grill group chat, it came up yesterday. Kyrie or um, Dame, which is a is a an exact question I asked after Game Two of the 2016 Finals. I remember going to the Teen Set Grill chat and being like, would you niggas rather have Kyrie or Dame? I take Dame because Kyrie sucks. And then Kyrie proceeded to come out and win the series. So, um, yeah, this is one of those where I, I still would take I would still take Dame. I feel like Dame is um more efficient, less dramatic, but there are people who love Kyrie for the drama, so it is what it is. I don't think Dame's a better player, but I mean that's that's another debate within itself. People people love the fact that Kyrie makes the shit look hard, and I'm like, I don't I guess. know. Kyrie had the best layup package I've ever seen, but I mean that's about it. So back to the Jordan doc, 
Michael Jordan is the best layup package I've ever seen. <laughs> that nigga is unstoppable, bro. Oh my god! I'm not gonna lie, that that, that little three sixty that was kind of was funny. I'm like, yo, I, I, like I, it's not like I forgot about it, but like watching it, like Adam, I'm like, yeah, no, no, this bro, is, that's some that's. He is the quickest. His quick twitch muscles got to be on another fucking level because I don't understand how Mike Mike would elevate trying to dunk. And then we'll realize, oh, I can't do that. And he would just, like, squeeze his way through, niggas. But, like, a reverse layup with the left, I'm like, all right, bro. Incredible. And even when I think back, and I've said this for years, even when I think back to the layup, the famous layup when he's with his hand, I'm like, nigga, not only two, like, three things is what I saw yesterday that I hadn't, that I don't remember. One, you had a wide open 16 foot, 15 foot jump at the free throw line when you caught the ball, like, wide open, bro. Like, nobody was nearby. You then dribbled into traffic was wide open with the finger roll and decided, you know what, bro? These niggas on the side of me look like they thinking about possibly getting in my way. So let me go to my left, where there is still another person there. Like, I just, like, oh, there's no. so many things he did to me. No, even outside of that, he was high enough up that I'm like, yo, bro, you probably could have still dunked that. Like, I don't even know why you pulled it back down. Like, you were, you still could have dunked that. It's been well documented that that was excessive. That was mad excessive. He didn't have to do none of that shit. Like, no, no. To, to the point Keenan made, he had an open foul line jump shot. Why even drive? <laughs> Bro, that wasn't so, so unnecessary. Just so unnecessary. Just man. mad excessive. But I mean, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, what, what you no. got, Justin, for? Uh, for, I got the 15 16 Cavs. Um, I still think that's the most important game I've ever watched in my life, that game seven. I, to this day, I remember being in front of my television, like shaking for three hours. I could not stop fucking shaking. I was like huh. living and dying with every shot, and um, I should think coming was crazy. coming back from that deficit was incredible, dog. Like I remember going to that game like either I mean either LeBron wins and probably becomes the greatest player of all time, or Steph wins and finally gets his Finals MVP and the Warriors. Are, it, it, to me, it was either we either get a new goat or like a new greatest team of all time. That was what was coming out of that game, no matter what. And I was like. I couldn't like hold my attention in, dog. That shit was crazy. So, um, they beat my favorite team. The three one deficit was incredible. Um, I still have never seen a player do what LeBron did in those three games. I love Mike. Also, that game six was not was crazy. Like with him and Kyrie both putting a forty one. Forty one a piece. That game six was crazy. <sighs> my God, man! Oh my God. Forty one a piece, but I I remember like Kyrie had a stat line of like. 18 to 24, 16 to, like, like, he shot, like, 60% oh, from the field. he shot, like, crazy efficiently. Dog, I'm telling yeah. you, I, I can't, I asked that question about Kyrie or Dame only because Kyrie was playing, like, ass. I, I was asking that out of a place of, like, are we sure Kyrie is good? And then he came out yeah. and, like, torched that argument, and I was just, like, I knew I was right a week ago. I knew I was right a week ago. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that nigga said a week ago, I was, I was, I was smart. I was the smartest. You know, I was here. I was dumb smart a week ago. Like that's crazy. Um, but yeah, what's your number four? Um, my number four is that that O one Lakers. So we can keep going. Okay. Um, and to make y'all feel better, so we got to go back. Number three is that Cavaliers team for me. Okay. That Cavaliers team for me because you go. I don't care what anybody says about any type of talent that's going on or whatever you want to say. If you win seventy three, if you break the record for wins in a season in a sport or a career that has been around for 70 years, basically. And you do it uh, a record that was used to be held by the great, like arguably the greatest player of all time. And you win 20, like what was like 28, the first 28 games of the season or yeah, something like 20, that. 24. They won the first 24. 
okay, yeah, first 24 and then did like never lost back to back, anything like that. Up 3-1 after coming after you were also down 1-3 in the seat in the West Conference Finals again. You know what I'm saying? Like that's why. Like in, uh, in LeBron also, like you said, kind of cemented you're the greatest player of all time. You know, kind of like like you're you're really in that conversation, like without without hiccup at this point. So that's that's why that's my number three. Just to I mean, yeah, I mean, when we when we do um when we do favorite teams that didn't win the championship, that's probably going to be my number one team. Only oh, cuz definitely my number one. I I want I want to do I want to do game 6 Oklahoma City. Like like long form. I, I other people have done it, like other podcasts have done it. I love Clay Thompson so much. I just want to talk about that game for 2 hours. <laughs> yeah, Swear no, to God. I mad. It's funny that you brought that up. It's like your number one. Like, if we did a team that did not win, my number one, like, if we're not talking about the Sixers just because I was in bias reasons, my number one is actually that first Cleveland team probably that lost to the Warriors. Of the simple fact that I, I watched a man by the name of LeBron, whatever his middle name, James is. Raymond. Go ahead, Raymond. Yeah. Raymond literally put a bunch of guys on his shoulders and dragged them. Like, yeah. he had nobody else. Like, like, I think that often people forget about Kevin Love being hurt since round one. Mm-hmm. Kyrie going down so early with the uh, with the knee. Kyrie wasn't and healthy I, anyway. I think Kyrie tried to rush back for the finals and then fucked himself up. Bro, like we yeah. saw literally average. Like he was he was a walking triple double in the finals. Basically averaging like 47, 12, and like seven or something like that. And I just remember thinking like, bro, they can't even take like, I, and I remember this is me kind of like from an aspect thing like, bro, like sit him down right before the media timeout, give him that that rest, that real no, they one couldn't. minute. No, that was probably my point. That real one minute, like one minute game rest, and then like that two minute TV time and then bring it back on. But it's like, bro, you can't because that that next timeout doesn't come like in the next three possessions, bro. You niggas screw because you gotta have no offense. I mean no defense. <laughs> Della Vadova put himself in the hospital. Check his stuff. Bro. Like, how do you dehydrate yourself? I mean, not drinking enough water, but like you, no, 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 you, chase, you chase around a dude that's run off a thousand screens. That's gonna do that to you. Yeah, so <laughs> that's gonna do that to you. You know, I, I don't. I don't want to say this like, and I don't, don't want to say this too long. But let's say really about that one, bro. I, me, I'm talking about just me. I'm not speaking for nobody else that I've seen watch like that. Any player that I've seen watched over the last almost thirty years, like live, I don't know if I can think of another player that would have won two games in that series. Bro. Oh no! Like, oh no! Oh no! Like, and that for me is just why, like, I, genuinely, uh, I can't. Although I, I will say, I will say, Michael Jordan in the finals probably would have figured the shit out. In the finals, he wouldn't have passed. He like straight up, he just would have yeah, shot. Mike would have averaged like seventy in that final just off the strength he had to. Right, like those was, was, was a wild stuff. Especially with the current NBA rules. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Mike wouldn't. Mike wouldn't have passed. He just would have shot fifty shots a game. Mike, had, and don't get me wrong. I, this is not the best comparison, but I guess the only comparison that I have to it right now, just off the top of my head, is fresh, is that first year they went against Bird and the Celtics and he had to score like, what he did, score like 49 the first game and 63 the second game, they still got blew out by 20. Yeah. And like, well, first game they got blew out by 30, the second game they lost an OT by like 10 or something like that. And like, yes, like you said, different times, so not a, an exact comparison, but I just literally think like this this man won two games and honestly, I had never heard of Della Dova before, bro. Like... <laughs> It's wild to think that. That's all. So that would be my reason. But I go ahead, Carter, with your third for championship, man. All right. So third. So we just said we say in our lifetime, right? So we can document fifteens and nineties. I didn't watch them like actively in the nineties. That's fair. I mean, you you was alive. Yeah, I think you. Oh, all right. So look, mine is that uh, that seventy-two and ten Bulls team. 
That's my number three too. Yeah, ninety five, ninety six. Yeah. yeah, that's my number three. I like that. I like that for sure. Like I was like just they were just like they literally they won seventy games. Like you was doing like unheard of stuff and like you like you like literally at that point like that was Jordan's first full season back. You got Scotty and Dennis all there. I'm like literally you just have a team like clicking on all cylinders and there's nothing anybody else can do about it. Like that's like that's what you really call like pure dominance. Even like the Warriors like that seven three and nine team like they playoff record even out Stephen before they got to the finals already worse than what the Bulls record was that same season. Mm-hmm. So the Bulls that went seventy two seven two and ten literally still had a better win percentage than what the Warriors had way before they even touched the finals. Like it wasn't close. So like okay. that team literally was a, a, a the true definition of dominance. That's literally like the true definition of like right there. Like you go 70, 72 and ten, and then you come through and win the final. But you literally don't, you never drop more than two games in the series. But I think you I think you only drop two games in one series in that in that during that run. Like I think I think they beat everybody else like four one or three and three zero up up until like that one round they lost two. Yeah, um, I, I mean I got them three two. I think that uh, I don't know. So I. I I, feel, I both dock them and give them credit for I'm docking them for the decade broadly defined. Like I really just, I hate '90s basketball. I really feel like it wasn't that good. At the same time, um, I like that season specifically. I like that Seattle team they played. Um, yeah. I, so I think I heard Jackie McMullen say when Jordan went to play baseball that if he ever came back, it wasn't to face the niggas he had already beat, like the Barclays and the Ewings and those guys. It was to face, like, yeah. the, the Shaqs and the Pennies and those guys. And so I appreciate that he came back and was like, ooh, Gary Payton and Sean Kemp, new niggas. And then he beat them, too. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like, Mike, yeah, I just, Mike's competitiveness was crazy. And so to come back after an 18-month hiatus, I mean, he came, he got reps in that, that, that second half of the season in the playoffs or whatever, but he took, yeah. that, off, he took that off season and was like, oh, this is still my league. Y'all got me fucked up. And then came back and took it back. So, yeah, like I, y'all got look, y'all got me that one playoff. There's no, it's not gonna happen again. Never, never again, never again. So. He came um, back and literally made sure, like you never again seen seen that again. I do love that team. I mean, you win seventy two wins. Like I, I don't have nothing necessarily bad to say about you. I do think, I think part of it for me that, that like they would probably be an honorable man. So there are a few places in my list, but I say that to say. Like, that's a team also where it's like, bro, this is, even if you don't know this, the last one, it's like, bro, y'all have won five already. Yes, y'all just won the 72 games, but I really don't know. Like, I, I just don't know how much more amazing I got in me for y'all. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and I don't want to make it sound like, because winning, like, only losers think that winning gets up. Don't get me wrong. You always want to win. Like, I'm not trying to do nothing to be a loser. Like, none of that. But it's also just like, bro, at this point, the only thing that y'all like, the 72 wins is probably to me more impressive than the championship. Because at that point, nigga, like, yes, you, you're right. Y'all niggas have won basically every year that Michael Jordan has played in the 90s since you got, you know what I'm saying, almost. So it's like, nigga, I would prefer y'all give me some, some something I haven't seen, nigga. Don't mean, <laughs> like, a ring is great. But nigga, what haven't y'all done? That 72 wins to me was impressive. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I was like, that was, that was too flexible, like, letting, letting me know, like, yeah, no, like, the 90s is mine. No, like, straight just up. So y'all know, like, the 90s, like, that was a true flex of letting people, everybody know, like, yo, no. I took a couple years off, and y'all thought y'all might have like lost it. No, 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 nine is still mine. I'm gonna show y'all start. I'm gonna start off my my reign again by letting uh-huh. y'all niggas know this is me. This is me, and y'all can't touch me. Yeah, like think about it. like you start off your three your next three P with seventy two wins. Straight like, up, just let everybody know like, oh, I'm that guy still, and you can't touch me. Straight up, like that. If that's not a flex, I don't know what is. It's also gotta not like terrifying. That's not the right word, but definitely 
If you were playing them uh, niggas that year, no, but if you were playing them niggas that year, like imagine showing up to Chicago on like December thirteenth, and the niggas is uh already like thirty one and three. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh God! Like what do we do? Like what do we do? I think I saw something that said them niggas had won like thirty seven straight at this point. Um, nah, the yes. I think the, the record in I think the Lakers still held that record. They didn't actually break the record. Lakers record for most wins in a row. Yeah, they they won. But they like couldn't have won crazy. that many. No, they won a lot though. Oh, at home, it's thirty seven to at oh at home. Yeah, my bad. They, okay, but them niggas was just like nigga. Why? why like how? Honestly, there's other professional niggas that play basketball for a living, get paid millions, just like you. And them niggas was literally coming into the arena like, hey, uh, we just gonna uh, we gonna put it to the L tonight, fellas. We gonna get some good exercise out here and uh, stay healthy, man. We don't get hurt today. Think the game get hurt. We gonna work on some game tactics for our next game. This game is practice. That's all y'all know. Yeah, they had an 18-game winning streak starting on December 29th that ran through February 2nd. Um, 18 was the longest winning streak. They went on a seven-game winning streak, a couple sixes. Yeah, they were 31-3 and three at a point. Yeah, that's um, wild. Ridiculous. 60, 60 and 7. Yeah, they were not fucking <laughs> Ridiculous. 60 and 7 just seems incredible, man. 60 and 7 is a lot. Um yeah. Oh yeah, I think me, me and Carl said our three, so Keenan, go ahead. I said my three, man. Mine was, was the three. Okay. Yeah. Um all right, Carl, what's your two? So my two is actually so the Warriors they made, made my list twice. So that 14, 15 Warriors team actually makes my uh is my number two. Okay. Like that, I actually do like that. No, and see, especially I rate them higher than the other Warriors team. Just like that team was genuinely like, so like Harrison Barnes actually had, was actually balling that year. This is before you know he sold it the very next season. Like that's your Iggy guys. Okay. Y'all, everybody knows I'm an Iggy fan. So, yeah, I, 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 I didn't I didn't put them out of protest because that was Stephens MVP. Is either Stephens or LeBron? It's not. It wasn't Iggy. I don't care what yeah, nobody no, says. Iggy at all. Not gonna lie. I, I would put anyway, LeBron loser. I ain't gonna lie to y'all you. Put, they not on y'all list, they on mine. So like I said, he got his MVP that year. So, which is also why they made my number two. Especially because he was my favorite player at the time. So, it was like, yeah, no. Nah, like, my favorite player, Josh, is, you know, got to find MVP too. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for respecting this man. He's got the one that tor- kept LeBron got, shooting like 30%. <laughs> got torched by a nigga who put up a triple-double, man. I ain't, I ain't trying to. That, that, nigga put, that nigga shot 30%. I don't care. Who else was he passing to, man? LeBron's a picture. LeBron is the picture. When you look, when you look up a fifty in NBA, LeBron, if you look up a fifty, LeBron's picture, the one that picture that pops up, Iggy shut that down. So I'm going to. So I'm shut okay what that. down? Shut what? What? What do you shut right, down? You shoot. You shoot. All right, you shoot forty shots. And you get forty points. Go ahead. Cool. You got it, bro. Anyway, Mike did it every finals. We don't talk shit about Mike. <laughs> I'm confused. I'm, I'm literally confused about that rhetoric, dog. I hate it. My flashback for Jordan. Mike won. Mike won. With more help. With more help. With more help. That's fine, but when you win, you don't talk about the negative. That's just how that works. Let's, let's really be honest. When you win, nobody brings up the negative side of things, unfortunately. I'm bringing I'm it up even... right now. Like... like I said, this is my number two. No, but, but I'm saying, though, no, I, but I told Ken this last week. I never cared when Mike took 40 shots in the finals. What was the alternative? The same thing with LeBron. Who the fuck else was he passing the ball to? And he still managed to average 10 assists a game, so it's not like yeah. he was averaging 37. LeBron, LeBron was shooting 40% from the field and was averaging 36 13 boards and nine assists, dog. Like, I, I just don't know what else, like, I don't know what else you wanted niggas to do. Well, no, you still I'm not even saying that because, 
No, also, but even even like that, because like and like, so if you got if you look it up more, because like they were broke they broke it down like during that fight when Iggy was guarding him. He shot better once whenever when Iggy was not on the floor when he when he started getting all his points. Like Iggy was the one holding him, like keeping him from scoring. So if Iggy played like the if Iggy was actually could physically play the full time, LeBron would have put up those kind of numbers just off of like the yeah, like yeah, law of averages. Put, no, I said law of averages, my guy. Every the matchup numbers literally show like LeBron was shooting was scoring nowhere near as much when Iggy was on the floor. That's just that's there's really no disputing. So so you just conceded so you just conceded a part time player and won the finals MVP. I'm I look I'm not I'm not jiggy with it. I'm not. The niggas wasn't playing forty minutes. Like I'm nobody not. plays forty minutes anymore. He was playing like twenty five. Like Stephen was playing thirty five. Kyle was playing forty. He was a starter at that point. He was definitely playing thirty minutes at least. He wasn't playing forty. Those ten minutes that LeBron had free, he was he was over here abusing. Let me look up these stats because I refuse Go ahead. Iggy played. Iggy played. The, look up the last four games because Iggy didn't start the first two. The no, last I, four I games don't, when Iggy I don't mind. Game, I don't I'm mind Iggy. Saying, no, I, now all I'm saying is like Iggy was giving you 30 minutes in those last Iggy four games. I don't like that Iggy got it because a nigga didn't score 50 on him. He scored 40. Because that's basically why he got – like he didn't do anything to me that got – He didn't score 40 on him either. That's the – that's cool. Never mind. He averaged forty. He averaged forty. No, he averaged. He averaged forty. No, I mean, no. I'm not the numbers. I'm inflating the numbers. My point is this: like, if we're talking about the play, he dropped forty on you. Like to me, that still is like, nigga, you didn't do nothing. Like if you if you look at any measurable quote unquote stats outside of like whatever plus minus shit they want to do, like this nigga was averaging. This nigga averaged sixteen damn points a game, bro. Behind Steph, that nigga averaged four assists, bro. Like. Like none of these, none of these are MVP numbers. Like I'm looking at Steph and I'm just like, bro, if I'm Steph, I understand why he's so pissed every single time. Then nigga had two bad shooting games in the finals. The nigga said, nope, can't be you as MVP. But that's the thing is like when, I mean, it almost happened to him like the last championship where like the finals MVP was his. He went to Cleveland yeah, and stuck one it bad up. Game and he, yep. But but on top of that, Kevin had like 44. So on to, on top of Steph having a really bad game, Kevin was like, I'm just gonna save us. And yeah, like I couldn't even run from it. Cause Steph had Steph had a better series overall. Kevin was just way more consistent. And then the cherry on the cake was he had a triple double in Game Five. So it was like, whoop, yep, that's over. For Game Four, so it was like, whoop, yep, that's um, that's a wrap. Uh, Iggy Good. played thirty seven minutes a game that series. Funny. All enough. right. Who knew? <laughs> Go I, ahead, mean, the, I mean, I mean, the, the number the numbers were there. I'm just looking at Steph averaged twenty six five and six assists, two steals. And shot 45% from the field. Like, niggas acting like this nigga was broke as fuck. He shot 45, 45%, 45-40, 88, 2% uh, split. I, I don't know. I don't get Ooh. it. Uh, Steph. Oh, St- Steph yeah. had a great series that series, man. Oh, like, Listen, I'm not I'm actually not disputing it. Steph should have got the MVP. I've told people on Numa he should have got it. I was happy he got because he's my guy. So, like, this, this don't know no, you no, 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 I fuck with it. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But you know, know. so just 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 for like argument's sake, just throwing this out here. LeBron shot thirty eight percent when Iggy was checking him, and he and he scored. He he was getting twenty six points for thirty six minutes when it was Iggy. He was doing, but now when everybody else putting up forty four percent of thirty five points a game for thirty six minutes, he literally scored a point a minute when it wasn't Iggy on the floor. Like Iggy was like Iggy almost cut like his scoring averages down by like half a point a quarter. I mean half a point a minute roughly. My is right. I thought my numbers is off. But yeah, like he was literally holding that nigga like ten points less than everybody else was when he was on when he was checking. Like so that was actually the oh, that's part of the reason why he got that in the first. But like literally, like the, like LeBron literally would probably have averaged like 60, 60 in that in that series if not for him being there to hold that man off over the course of that over the course of that time. 
Somehow, Timofey Mozgov led the team in scoring in game Look. four. That's hilarious. No. Didn't he have like 31? He had 28. One year. He's old. They had to take him off. He was a game changer one year, and then they had to take him off the floor the next year because it was no big on another team. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brian came out terrible in game four. He 2012 rebounds. Terrible. 2012 rebounds, eight assists. He had no help. He might, Sh- Shopper was starting next to him. JR coming off the bench, 0 for 8 from 3. Good grief. Oh, Daryl <laughs> broke that whole series. I, Good I remember Daryl broke that whole series. Um, all right, yeah, my number two was that Rockets team you said, Keenan. So go ahead with your number two. Shout out, bro. Shout out, man. That's a that's a good that's a very good pick. Um, I am kind of surprised with it, Justin, but you also have one more pick to go, so I won't harp on it. Um, my number two is that 2000 and I believe it's 13 Heat team, the second team that won it against the Spurs. Um, That's one of my honorable mentions. No, actually, the team that beat the Thunder is my honorable mention. So the team that beat the Thunder was going to be my honorable mention, but it was a lockout year, and so I wanted to take it away. And also, that finals didn't live up to the buildings. That I thought it could like like they, they I mean all really the games were close it. though, bro. That's the thing is like you you look up and you see some some these series in four one four two, but every game will yeah. be like one one thirteen one eleven or like one ten one oh five. It's never a blowout. It's just that one team ultimately wins them. That happened with the uh the Bulls series that they swept us in. They didn't kill us. They just won every game by like six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, and I mean, and that's real. Um this one and I I think also another thing, too, for me with this one is I think this is around the time that we all, and by we all, I mean, like, the general basketball public, believe that it might have been Tim Duncan's last year. So yeah. I was also like, this is hype. This is Tim Duncan. And I think they were talking about Man- Manu was kind of coming out towards the end. So I don't think we were talking as much about his last year, but I think we were all like, yo, this is the last go-around type stuff. And so I think that was cool. Obviously, it ends up going seven in hindsight and stuff like that. You get to rate the shot per se for Ray Allen. I know it's not called a shot, but you know what I mean. Um, you get a, you kind of get a lot of different things too in that series. I'm trying to, to pull it up and see how it went, but I, I, if I remember right, I think that it was like, uh, like I think the Spurs were actually up. Well, the Spurs had t- two games to to clinch it. Like they had game six and game seven, so that was kind of nice to me. I think it also was when you saw. Uh, Brian and D-Wade, mostly Brian, is like, all right, dog, well, we kind of can't lose this, mostly because, well, nigga, we literally, like, people wasn't counting the one before. Like, I just like the way that Brian played this one. I think Chris Bosh also did a hell of a job um, with this one. Um, those, were Brian's, those were Brian's first, like, important clutch moments. He had had him in like non-final situations. Obviously, we we watched him play against Detroit, and he did the Boston thing the year prior. Um, but yeah, like I don't know. I feel like everybody was always waiting for LeBron to choke, and this time he didn't do it. So good on him. Yeah, and I think that's the same year that they went on that. They had like a twenty. They had yep, they did. They had a twenty-seven game win streak that year. Mm-hmm. They, that was like the second longest at the time. Um, and then because uh, they won like six some games, and that also which. A, a quick six seven rant about why there are certain moments in NBA history that I just bro they went to game seven two straight years in the East Conference Finals against the Indiana Pacers bro the Paul George Danny Grangerless Indiana Pacers and I don't say that in the in the like in a bad way but like Frank Vogel really was like a defensive group like bro he made Roy Hibbert look like a mother loving all star bro 
Like Roy Hibbert was an all star on that team. I mean, Roy Hibbert was good for like eighteen months, bro. Like a solid eighteen months. That nigga was the best center in the league. It was bro, all of, but remember verticality was a thing. Like the fact that Roy Hibbert could just like stand straight up bro, and niggas would bounce he, off of him. This was winning games scoring ninety five points, bro. Like they were winning games scoring. Like, like I remember, I think game seven when when the uh, Heat won to, to clinch it. I think it was like a, it, it, it wasn't game seven. This is one of the game where LeBron hit that driving layup when Paul George kind of overplayed him on the inbound. He drove left. That, that was like left. that was like game one or game two. I remember that was like early in the series. It was a big well, deal though. I'm sorry about the game number, but the score, I think, of that game was, like, 88. Yeah, no, I, no yeah, like, yeah, it was some bullshit. I remember. <laughs> like, and don't get me wrong, I don't like all the foul calls now, but I'm like, dog, we were really watching games that niggas didn't have to score 100 points to win consistently. Mm-hmm. Two-time All-Star Roy Hibbert. Uh, he made an All-Star team averaging 11 and 6.5 rebounds. Bro, th- I think that's what killed because that nigga was in the WWE bro. He was, like, on a team if you look it up, was he on all defensive team that year? I think the same year he was on all defensive team. I cannot understand how. Yeah, uh, 13, like, 14, all defensive. Yep, same year. Yep, yep, yep. Bro, I remember, I'm like, bro, how? Come remember asking, like, this nigga don't even get no, like, what's going on? I'm like, bro, that, that's what being a statue, but Frank Vogel apparently knows what, knew what he was doing. So I can't be mad. Um, so, yeah, that my, that's my team. I mean, you can't, I mean, that was a big three. Like, I don't really know how you don't put them on there, you know, uh, in terms of just being, quote, fun to watch, you know? Hey there, Lee Creative Larry Sanders dropping in just to let you know that What Suits Him is officially open for advertisements, partnerships, and the like. Our media kit, available at whatsuitshim.com backslash advertise, highlights our various components and what makes What Suits Him unique, and as we march toward our fifth anniversary this upcoming January, we're proud to say that we've not only sustained our initial mission, but have grown into places we never could have imagined during those halcyon planning days in December 2015. So keeping it short and sweet, we love to work with you and we know you'd love to work with us. So let's make it official. Check out our media kit on the Wasusum Instagram at Wasusum or at Wasusum.com backslash advertise and shoot us a message once you're ready to collaborate. Talk to you soon. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I mean, you know, if you ain't going to chime in, we can, you know, we can go number ones and everything. So we're going number ones, we're going honorable mentions right now. You you can name your honorable mentions. I feel like we all can say number one. I, I name I name both my honorable mentions. So yeah, go ahead. I say because I haven't named them. So my honorable mention actually would have been um that that Spurs team that after they lost the, from the year to uh Rayland shot. That's one of my honorable mentions. And then my second honorable mention would have been sorry what you said the San Antonio team they won. Yes. Okay. Yep. That would have been one of my my other one was that uh oh eight Boston team. I hated that's my nice. other honorable mention. Oh. The, the 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 weird part about watching, huh? Go ahead, go ahead. No, the weird part about watching, I remember watching those Lakers Celtics finals, Brad. And it's like, can both of y'all niggas lose? Like Jesus Christ! I I remember I remember not watching whatever whichever the first Lakers Celtics finals was because I just refused. I refused. I was like, I hate both of these teams. The Celtics had just put us out, and I wasn't rooting for Kobe, so I was like, what do I do? Like what what do I do? Yeah. Um, See, I was a, I was a big fan of those ones just off the strip. But like I was a big Ray Allen fan, and like if 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 uh, like that that old one year, if the Sixers didn't make it, I definitely wanted the Bucks to make because I was a Ray Allen fan. So I'm like, I had a win win situation that old one year just off the strip. Like two like two of my favorite players were both had a shot of going to the finals. Oh, what? So like, you, I was like, no. Well, once uh, you put on that green and white jersey, no love from your boy. I loved Ray. Fuck the Celtics. And I, I, and I wasn't a, I wasn't a big KG guy, honestly. I, I thought KG was overrated historically forever. So, um, really, he didn't win yeah. shit. <laughs> he didn't win nothing. 
He was on the Minnesota Timberwolves. Who else was he playing with? Come on now. What that mean? And what he was playing on the on the stack west. The best the players. But stack. The best players the win. The best players win. The best players win. Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan in San Antonio. He, the, the same example applies, bro. Same market. Better coaching. According to who? I feel like you tried to convince me Flip was a good coach not that long ago. I feel like somebody tried to convince me Flip was a good coach not that long ago. One me. <laughs> One me. I think Flip is a terrible coach. I've never spoke good highly of that man. Um, yeah, I, I just always thought KG was overrated. I ain't gonna hold you. The, sta- the stats were great, but yeah, whatever. Oh no, I was that I was that guy that argued Tim that argued him over Tim Duncan in a, in a heartbeat. But uh, we ain't gonna oh, I, we ain't gonna do. I'm not look. I'm not gonna do all that. Oh, hey, Jose. But uh, Ken, you got I, honorable mention. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I do actually. My um my honorable mention is that o, that O.A. Celtics team and the uh, um. Uh, that's cool. Uh, and then my other honorable mention would be that that Bulls team that's not gonna be up there. Sorry, guys. Um, I feel like I have. Oh, so this one that I'm about to choose is kind of honorable mention is more of a uh, well, less of an honorable mention and more of a like, you know what? I I respect it. Um, uh, just I'm gonna say my number one team as your honorable mention. I feel like it's coming. It is no, no. Knowing you is probably actually not, but I think I know what team you're about. You want me to mention. Um, my honorable mention is actually going to be the 2011 Dallas Mavericks. Okay, that's actually a good call. Okay, all right. Um, I think for obvious reasons they beat that that big three initially, but also I've always I won't say like a huge fan. Like he was my favorite player, but I've always liked um, Dirk. Um, and then on that team was Karan Butler, who I always liked when he was with the Wizards. Jason Kidd, who many people know is one of my favorite guards ever. Um, Sean Marion, the guy that came over from Phoenix, you know, kind of was, was real close to winning the ring all those years. My cousin or uncle, Uncle Jet, you know, Jason Terry, um, <laughs> who I actually did find out that I was like distantly related to like many years ago when he was with the Hawks. Obviously, that means nothing because it's not like we were like, close up, but I forgot how, like, how we were related. It was just so wild. Um, but like that team, like, it, like Paige was on that team for with the Kings when he was like when they had all those years of just missing the like a ship when they had to I go got Paige on that team. Yeah, Paige was definitely yeah. on that team, bro. There was a lot of people on that team that I kind of like just like from maybe their previous years, previous teams. I was I was happy to see get that. So that is probably my honorable mention, um, and probably honestly one of my favorite finals teams in general, whether win or lose over the last uh, twenty years or so. Ten, easily probably my second favorite, third favorite finals team in the last decade. Easily. No, I remember Dirk uh, giving the Thunder like fifty in Game One, all free throws <laughs> of that Bro. of that of that conference finals. I was like, "Dog, are you gonna miss?" And then he 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 was the make the he would make his uh foul line jumpers or uh his um baseline center jumpers, or he would get fouled and go to the line. Yep. He made twenty four free throws that game, twenty four twenty four, bro. That's incredible. Wild. I did incredible. not know, or I don't remember that. I should say that's wild. I just remember that watching that game, like dog, like because Dirk, Dirk, that's one of the um, the longer high streaks I've ever seen an individual player go on. Dirk turned up for like six straight weeks, where it, it became apparent like midway through that conference finals, like they were gonna win the chip. Bro, they gonna win the title, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> like, they gonna win no. the title. That's the same year he won MVP, right? No, uh, that's no. the that's the year they got put out by um the Warriors, the Warriors. in the first round. Yep. Oh yes, it is. 
I remember him catching fire with this one. I also remember because this one, oh, another guy that that was that's on that team that I kind of just like back in the Pistons days. Rick Carlisle is the coach, man. Shout out to him for getting that ring. Yeah, shout, really yeah, shout out to him. Shout out to him. Shout out Rick for that, man. So those, those are all my album mentions. Um, Do you have any more, Justin, or you said all yours? I mean, the only one I had, which is definitely me breaking up the rules I laid out, were the 88-89 Pistons. Um, I really just like that team. Shout out to Rick. So, funny enough, Rick Mahorn don't get enough credit for, like, being a, a like, founding member of the Bad Boys. Um, he made I don't niggas, know how. He made them niggas tough, for real. Like, he alone made them niggas tough. Um, I love that line that Sally gave last night about, if you're going to file somebody, file them. Don't, 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 don't give up a chief file. That's stupid. <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree. That was I mean, real, though. That's very real. That's like, I mean, you know, I don't know if Cody still say it now because it's a different game, but Cody used to say it all the time. Like, if you're going to follow him or wrap him up, like, right. don't let him get, Cody don't let him get the ball above his head because now it's, you know, it's whatever it is. So, um, yeah, I just really like that team. I, I just like, I feel like the backcourt of as of uh, Thomas and Dumars is just underrated now. And they were little. Um, but, I, I mean, it worked because Joe could guard people, dog. 6'4", sturdy as fuck. Mike was bigger than or taller than him, but obviously Joe did a good job of keeping him um, at least a little bit human. I don't know. Um, yeah, and the fact that Joe was a defensive stopper, I mean, outside of the years with Robin, like the fact that Joe, Robin, excuse me, the fact that he was a defensive stopper is really crazy. Yeah, Joe like, was... Not even a shape, because, like, it's wild to be that short to be, like, a defensive stopper. Right. Joe, right. Joe was 6'3", right. Joe was 6'3", 190, and Isaiah mm-hmm. was 5'11", 160. So it's like... I don't know how they want so, just getting run over every night. You know what I mean? But Joe, I got it. They had Mark Aguirre out there getting buggies too. So yeah, it, was, it was just a different time back then. I re- and I, I'm a little disappointed they ain't showing Joe more love last night. You know, like, I'm not saying like Joe needed to like get all this praise as a defensive stopper on Jordan, but they did gloss over the fact that um, somebody was stopping his ass and it wasn't fucking Isaiah Thomas. So. Also, I feel like they never even talked about it. Even when I think back to the Bad Boys documentary, I feel like they, I feel like Joe just wasn't really involved in it. I don't know if that's yeah, where, choice where is but, Joe Dumars, bro? I know you said you saw Jordan at All Star, so I don't know if his daddy was. Yeah, there, I don't so. know what, that's a great question, actually. Like, I don't know if that's something that's just easily accessible to find, like to see if he's done other business events, like business ventures outside of you know actually left. Um, oh, so I, I googled it, or you know, Wikipedia. That's what people do. Apparently he's works in the Kings organization as a special advisor. That he, that means he don't that mean he don't work for the Kings. That means he like his own staff, but he don't work there. Yeah, he don't really do <laughs> right. Like, he show up every now and, and again like Steve Nash do, just to like get pointers. Yeah, bro. I forgot that Steve Nash was on payroll because it wouldn't even pay for the Warriors or something. The Warriors. Lakers. Yeah. The Warriors, yeah. no, pay for the Warriors. Like, how the hell that but yeah, so uh Shout out to you, Joe, bro. Shout out to you, dog. Uh, HBCU as well. I mean, me state, bro. Shout I out. I mean, somebody made the point about Joe. Just like, if you win a title as a GM, you should probably get another job as a GM if you want it, even if it was 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Like, you weren't the worst GM of all time. There have been terrible GMs who haven't won titles and keep getting jobs. <laughs> so how does Joe Dumars just suddenly out the league? I don't know. but uh, I, I think it's really... Yes, there's more. There's probably more reasons why. I think it's also just crazy at the fact that like, I'm thinking back and and I'm, I'm I just want to make sure that I'm thinking about this. Like, I believe that he was like GM for like a solid, you say maybe like eight years. I think when did he become GM, man? And he won executive two, year in two thousand. He came GM in like two thousand, and then um... two thousand, right? Okay, yeah. So he he became yep. Like in two thousand, I think he. Uh, 
he stopped in 2014, right? Or no. It's crazy he kept the job that long, bro. It is incredible he kept the job that long. I ain't gonna lie to you. It's crazy, bro, but off the top of your head, like, we ain't gotta Google it, but who's the best draft pick that he had in that 14 years, bro? Tayshaun? Like, who? Tayshaun. It's the only answer. It's the only possible answer. It's Tayshaun. And that that right there, with all due respect to to Brother Tayshaun, is the reason why he couldn't be an exec anymore. Why why he why he held the job that long, but also why he was like, okay, bro, you might make some good trades here and there because he was good for bringing the offense every, every so often. But bro, you can't not draft nobody good this whole time, bro. Especially when people and I know that we want to ship, so this is this is all like water under the bridge and all this stuff. But to be in the in, to arguably be in one of the greatest drafts ever, and you with completely like you don't even get nobody that we could at least say was a long time pitch guy. Like, like skip the guys like. Skip the mellow little world and stuff like that. Like you couldn't go. Yeah, no. No, I mean people have made the um. No, people have made the argument for either Bosch or Wade. Historically, now I would have loved to see Wade. Wade wouldn't have turned into the fourth best shooting guard all the time had he played for the Pistons, but he'd have been better than Rodney Stuckey. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, right. Won some more games. We show on some more shits. Even Chris Bosch. Like, even if you're thinking I want to go to a big man. Go to Chris Bosh, bro. And yes, that might mean that we don't get she, but I also think that that means that we may not necessarily need she right away. And again, no, we needed we needed she. I mean, we had Memo no core, bro. We weren't a bad team with Memo in the starting lineup, but she made us that, that much team, better. You don't, as any franchise, you don't waste because that's really what they did. You don't waste your second round pick on that guy, especially back in 2003 where, like, the foreign of the world really wasn't a thing that you saw a lot. Like, this is even before Yao Ming, if I remember correctly. Um, This is also, uh, like... No, no this, this, this is after Yao, I think. This is Yao, the year, Yao, Yao is after. If this is Yao, this is the year after Yao. Yes, Yao it's, 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 the year after, it's the year after Yao. It's the year after Yao. Yao came 2002? Uh, yeah. That, that was oh, the Yao, Jason, J. Williams draft. Okay. It's, and, you, and not to say that, I mean, that was, who shout out to Jay Williams, bro. Yeah, shout out, that's why but, I made that face, shout out to Jay Williams. You just don't have, like, you don't have it in you to go to somebody that's, that's foreign like that as a number two pick, bro. That's just not something you do. And when you can set your franchise up for, like, because at that time period, I think, like, that particular year, I think we might have went to the playoffs the year before, maybe, but got, like. But, but like, not, I, so, I just listened to um, Simmons and Chad Ford did a pod about that draft. And apparently, like, when they, they were in Jersey, um, for that Eastern Conference Finals, working out uh, practice or whatever, S- somehow fortuitously, Darko comes to the gym they're do- they're having practice at and does like a, a light workout, and Chad Four happened to be there and goes over to Joe and is like, you know who's across the curtain? And Joe's like, who? And he's like Darko. They shut down practice and go watch Darko. They fell in love with Darko that day. It wasn't even like it was an arbitrary thing. Darko like came and flexed. And so, like, I get, apparently you can, like, go and ask Chauncey, Rip, Ben, all those guys. Like, Darko had a great workout in front of all of them niggas. It wasn't even, like, an arbitrary thing. Honestly, I might even been more okay. They would have got Nick Collison, bro. Like, even if you just didn't want to get a start because you knew you weren't going to play him and didn't want to be mad, bro. Not, 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 now you're milking it. You I feel like... That. No, you could have just traded that pick, honestly. But no, that's the bro, thing. Bro, but bro, I, no, yeah, hindsight is twenty twenty, bro. Darko was the clear-cut number two pick in 03. And I feel like... Yeah. Had he, Bro, F, all the draft uh, niggas, I feel like y'all doing this thing down real like Darko was a bust. If Darko hadn't come and played for Larry Brown, he probably would have worked out. He wouldn't have been like an elite-ass nigga, but Darko wasn't trash. He, he he came to a team that didn't need him for a coach who didn't want him. That's what killed Darko's career. 
there's so many other people in that draft that just would have been a fake. I'm just, honestly, bro. I do understand that the but 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 none of them would have been all time picks, bro. Like I feel like you're saying like we should have took Melo. Melo wouldn't have been an all timer. We should have yeah. took Way. Way wouldn't have been an all timer. And I think Melo would have. The other ones I don't. The other ones probably wouldn't have. I think Melo would have still. I, apparently bro. Melo wasn't that good a kid, bro. Apparently like Melo was just naturally bro. gifted, but Melo was a badass. Yeah, so bro, I feel like. Isn't about like the top. Like, there's so many other people in this draft that, similar to Carlos' point, even if you trade away the pick, because honestly, what you're doing with Darko, you're taking him as a project. You can trade away that pick. Like, and so to me, here's why I say that. Even if I go down towards the bottom of the first round, let's just say that they traded it for picks and not a player. You, you know, it's hard to do that 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 comparison, bro. In that draft, that was just decently like guys throughout the year, and also are similar to either being playing the three through the five. I don't think they wanted to get any guards because they literally just signed Chauncey like a year or two before, just traded for ripping them for uh, Jerry Stackhouse. So they probably weren't looking for guards. But you had guys like David West in that draft. You had Josh Howard in that draft. You had uh, Loki. You even had damn Boris Diaw in that draft. And guys that played like a three through the five coming out that you could have took, that you could have easily said, yeah, these guys won't play right away. And, be, and those guys are in the bottom half of the first round. So I'm not even talking about guys like Michael Pietras, that guy thought was going to be a leak because he was still in the lottery. Like, I'm going outside the lottery with these guys. It's either those are still better picks if you do just what Cardo said. Just tra- trade down the draft. You ain't got to trade for players. Trade down when you get two picks in the end of the first round and you give up the second round. Y'all talking about trading away number two pick. I, I feel like this is more Larry. Bro, Larry this, this, this is, number two pick. But this is more Larry Brown's fault than like anybody else's. Larry Brown didn't bro, play young niggas. Like, no, bro, that's Larry, Larry that's Brown took thing. LeBron and Carmelo to the Olympics and did not play them niggas, bro. Larry Brown just don't play young niggas. It's it's no. not that Darko was like so trash. Larry Brown was never playing that nigga, never, ever, no, ever. Like, Larry Brown documented like people forgot like he had Larry Hughes when uh for that O one finals and just, just didn't let Larry you know, play. Like, like, Larry... Larry had like, like you had better options of what you put on the floor. You literally just chose not to let certain people play. Larry Brown is known for not doing it, so it's not a shock. For anybody that knows anything about Larry Brown, anyway, that you drive a young dude that you think is a project, he never lets him develop. Like Dargo probably could have been much. Like people forgot, Dargo was actually decent when he played in Minnesota. He wasn't great, but he was at least decent over right. there. Like, I'm, like I'm, yeah, 10. like he wasn't like. That's the thing. I don't think Darko would have ever lived up to being the number two pick in the draft. No, he wasn't he been a serviceable role player. He, he would have been serviceable. Larry Brown killed that nigga's confidence, and now it's like, oh my god, like the Pistons blew it. We won a championship, and I feel like no matter who we drafted, he would not have worked out here. No matter who it was, he wouldn't have played him. <laughs> so it don't well, nah, matter. That's depending on if you'd have got Melo, he would have had to play him. Like they wouldn't have. Not, he would not, not have played him. Carmelo, bro, because Carmelo would have been a badass in practice. And Larry Brown, but I'm just not playing you. I don't. I mean, he definitely would hit Melo with that. No, Melo would have missed games. He's but I'm like, I play Melo. You would have had a more focused Melo because Melo would have had to get his shit together, or he would have been like out there. Or like he would have been on, like been riding pod. No, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, that's that's literally the only hope though. I really, I I firmly oh, no. believe that like Larry Brown would have been. Wade and Box No, no, Wade and Box wouldn't have worked at all. Like those would have been like terrible picks, and they would have never become what we see what they became. Because that's the thing is, I've, I I feel like a lot of players can play their way on the floor, but so I mean, that's that Larry Brown is just an old school coach, bro. Where honestly, once he made up his mind, his mind was made up. <laughs> you know what? Mm-hmm. Like you could like change that nigga mind. Um. Yes, I'm, man. Somebody just go to number one, bro. I don't have no more for that. Just, just somebody, just yell out your number one, Cardo. Me, me and Cardo are right. the same number one. I'm sure. So go ahead. Yeah, at this point, you're well, why not? But uh, so my number one is that 0506 P team. Oh, never mind. Okay, wow. That's like, disgusting. like I said, like that's disgusting. <laughs> no. <laughs> wow. wow, that's disgusting. 
please, please <laughs> talk about this. Johnson please get your 30 seconds to talk in. Because that surprised so, uh, me, actually. Does it really? Okay. So, um, I actually feel like Wade gave us one of the greatest finals we've ever seen in that finals. Like, literally, like, between that and the fact, like, if not, for, and if not that could have been their second if he wouldn't got hurt the year before. Like, that year, like, between that final, that round against the Pistons and that round, that finals against Dallas, like, yeah, nah. That last four games, Wade put on the show. And, like, at that point, like, that least solidified me becoming a, I wasn't a Wade fan until, like, I literally watched him, like, take over those last two rounds in such a way. I'm like, yeah, nah, this man's probably going to be one of the greatest players we've ever seen at his position. And this is, like, him in year three. No, I was definitely hating because I was like, why is he getting this much love, in, A, in year three? B, where the fuck is LeBron at? <laughs> like, I was very confused. <laughs> I was dumb. Like, Wade actually won a title before LeBron and Carmelo, and that blew my mind. I was like, no, this is not I was fair. Shocked by, I was shocked by him. Like, yo, the way he's playing, we should have been talking about him earlier. Like, why are we, why are we not highly touting him coming out? But, like, because I didn't watch him in college. I didn't know nothing yeah, about him. Yeah, I didn't, so, like, I didn't watch Marquette. I didn't watch Marquette. Oh, look, when, when I seen the draft, I'm like, yo, who's Dwayne Wade? Like, I've heard the name. Like, I don't know who. I, I, I wasn't watching Marquette. I don't know who this guy is. So when I seen the live, I don't know. He can ball. And, like, seeing him in the biggest, on that, the biggest stage, still doing, I'm like, yo, no. This, he, he the truth. Like, somebody messed up somewhere in, this, in terms of, like, seeing what he could become. Because this man is something, something phenomenal. So, yeah, that, watching, like, that team, especially at that point, after that, that year, they lost the Pistons. But that very much, I followed that team a lot more closely after I've seen what he could do. So, yeah, I was a fan from that point forward. So, yeah, that was my favorite thing. Because, like, watching that progression of that year and how he played, how everything went about, that, that, be, that ended up becoming my favorite thing. I couldn't stand Shaq at that point in my, in my life either, though. For Shaq to come over to the East yeah. and then put himself in direct alignment with the Pistons, I was like, dog, you should have took your that fat ass to fucking Shaq Dallas. I was so mad. <laughs> No, at that point, that was old man. Shaq. Secondly, I averaged like 15 points a game in that series. So man, he what, was like, still he was bigger than like, everybody we had, though, bro. Like, Ben couldn't do shit with Shaq. Never could. Ben's little. <laughs> also, y'all have to remember, I'm not a Pistons fan. Like, I've never liked the Pistons, so for me, it didn't bother me that he was, like, direct cop for y'all. That's fair. Um... <laughs> like, I've never been a Pistons fan. Ever. <laughs> I mean, I'm a Pistons fan out of civic duty. I feel like when the, when the Pistons are doing good, the city's doing good, you know what I mean? But I mean, um, that's cool. The year they won, I was literally mad because, like, yo, I'm not to hear about them all summer. And I was pissed off about it. Like, I smooth, like, never supported the Pistons. Like, ever. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's a good segue because that's my number one team, dog. Shout out to uh, the god Chauncey Billups. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 um, yeah, I just, that's, I mean, that's the team that shouldn't have won the title. Keeping it a beam. Oh, me and King, me and King talk about this all the time. Like, I don't know if you play that series 10 times if they really win it all 10 times or even, like, nine times or even five times i feel like everything went right for them over those over that week and a half and yeah so i feel like they don't i feel like if kobe doesn't decide to be extremely selfish they don't lose they don't win that series but i feel like rewatching that series and maybe just because like not not that many shots were taken kobe really wasn't hogging like that he didn't take a lot of shots i won't like the shot the shot count is a lot it's not a lot that he took bad shots he was just they could have taken better shots he was just missing. But it's almost like the, the Jordan Bron corollary. It's like it was a two man team at that point. Gary Payton wasn't doing shit. Uh Carl Malone was hurt. Um they like Rick Fox and them tried to like have a mutiny or like had tried to pull a coup on the offense at a point. Like tried to I don't know. All I know is that Kobe and Shaq had no help. So I wasn't mad at the shot selection from Kobe. He just wasn't making them like Keenan said. Yeah, it was um 
Uh, y'all both have some very interesting number ones. Um, I, I want to quickly just backtrack the Cardinals real quick. I think I, I, I've always appreciated that Heat team more so because I know that the people first uh, thing is that D Wade did it alone, which of course he played phenomenal. But Shaq was actually like I think throughout that playoff, Shaq was averaging right around twenty points a game, and he was still averaging like twelve or thirteen rebounds. Like, because I remember there was a point where D Wade actually like hurt his hip for like throughout the playoffs a little bit of time. It's so, like before. I really did. That was the year before. Yep. Okay. So, so I really, I mean, I like that team because I also did like that that Mavericks team because that was the one with Avery Johnson as the coach. And I remember being like, I remember honestly just thinking like, Shout wow, out this to one Avery. Is- I forgot Avery was yeah. a coach. For you know, Avery parlayed himself into a few coaching games, and I remember at the time just thinking like, bro, you don't see too many black NBA coaches, bro. Like I remember kind of being hyped about that even at that young age. Um, so I, I'm not mad at that being number one. I'm very surprised from you though that that's number one like that. That's, ooh, man, not in 17 guesses would I have guessed. And it's only like 20 years we got to choose from. Tom, who did you think about it? No, I really want to know who you thought about what was my number one name. I know you hate so the Pistons I, like that. Oh. I the Pistons. Casey, I knew what Yeah, Casey I, I wasn't knows. nowhere. Yeah, that, that nigga's so anti-Detroit. It really be making sense how he grew up downriver, for sure. Um, God, why do you hate me? I really, I really thought that you was going to go with a Spurs team to be real with you. I actually thought that you were going to go with the uh, the Spurs team the year after that the Pistons lost to. That's that's first the- off, that team was so boring. I'm not a Spurs supporter. First off, let me let's go ahead and go here real no, quick. Wait. I am not a Spurs supporter. <laughs> that team was boring. I was definitely not picking one of those teams. No, you're not a Spurs supporter, but I know that you like boss. I mean, I know you don't like the Pistons, but also I figured that you would like that one just because um, they were boring. But that was also a team that had Tim Manuel. Just Manuel basically had a coming out party. Like that nigga, I, I don't even know who that nigga was before then. And then was uh, that was uh, David Robinson's last year as well. Yeah. Wait, no. And no, granted, David like, Robinson. so I. Yeah, David Robinson. Yep, yep, yep. That was that his was last David one. Robinson. No. And see, I remember rooting for them because I wanted him to go out with the ring because we all knew that was his last one. But I definitely was like, not one of those. Like, I, I literally didn't watch that final. Not I actually didn't watch that final. I'm still I'm still mad at she to this day. Justin tells me I'm irrational and it's cool. We don't have to go into that, but I'm still upset to this day about it. Um yes, my number one team without question, without doubt, is for sure that 04 Detroit Pistons team. And then so, okay, my so we got boys, the same one, Detroit basketball. Um 99.5% is for sure because it's the home team. Um that other percent is for sure because yes, to an extent I agree with Justin that they were not supposed to win. I also remember, though, and, and this kind of my, I guess, my last thing, I also remember that team in my lifetime at the time, at least, like, not even not even just, like, looking back at high at the time, being the best defensive team that had ever graced the basketball court. Like, we had a record that year, I think, at a, at a point, we won, like, five straight games or something like that, holding teams under 70 points. Bro, I, I, never, I will never forget, we held New Jersey, it was a Sunday game, we held New Jersey to, like, 69. Richard Jefferson makes the layup at the buzzer. They start celebrating. And I was like, because y'all cracked 70? That's the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. And I, I, was remember, weak. Day. I was weak. I had I never seen it. I remember loving She because I remember that I was probably one of the few people, and I can admit this, that really used to like watching Jerry Stackhouse play. So when we go, so when Jerry Stackhouse left, like Pistons basketball actually wasn't too exciting to watch, simply for the fact that like 
the niggas would run Rip Hamilton off the screens. He would catch it like he would catch the ball, curl, whatever, and hit like a little mid-range jump shot. It wasn't like anybody taking it one-on-one. It wasn't nobody who could really dunk like that because Ben wasn't getting, you know what I'm saying? So it wasn't necessarily exciting as a kid for me to watch. But I just remember that. I remember getting hype, of course, like everybody else did with Tayshawn got the block on Reggie Miller, who was an all-time great. Um, it's like I like that one to me, as much as it was just about like being the home team or whatever, it's it was so much sentimental. Like, like there were parts of that that even like young mind, like I just remember so much about throughout the playoff run, throughout the season, and just like I mean, the parade itself, like, even when I think about the parade, like, I remember, like, getting down this back of my mom's was, was still police and stuff and still working there. So, like, I remember getting down there early, like, getting front row seat on a parade route, bro. Like, I remember being on Channel 4 News, like, talking uh, to, to the guy. Like, like, so that's one of the reasons why I really enjoy that one <clears throat> and why it's my favorite. Yeah, like I said, Civic Duty, bro. Like, it, it was fun to um to just have a parade, bro. That's, that, I mean, that, that's just always my memory is having a parade. A lot of niggas don't have those. Um, yeah, bro, yes. All right, I lied. It wasn't It wasn't a Sunday game. It was a Thursday game. But it's, we definitely beat them 89-71, New Jersey, at New Jersey. And I promise you, they scored that 71st point with, like, five seconds to go. And Richard Jefferson, like, jumped up in jubilation. He was, like, ecstatic that he yep. had gotten them over 70 points. And I was like, dog. <laughs> Is that what we're doing? Is that what we're doing? Okay. Um, I just want to make sure I'm not tripping. Play by play. Fourth quarter. Um, no, it, it, it wasn't Richard Jefferson, but it was somebody. Uh, A. Williams makes a tip in. Aaron Williams made a tip in with 1.1 seconds to go. Um, wow. It's, it's wild because also I remember watching this finals. And at the time, of course, this could be just because I'm like watching and not paying attention to stats so much. Um, but I remember thinking even before they announced MVP, like, damn, who gonna win MVP? It's got here's my thinking was this this is similar to Cardo's thinking. I like it's gotta be Ben because of how he was uh guarding everybody and how he was doing well, or it's gotta be Rip at the time, was my thinking. Cause I, I wasn't like like Chauncey was doing well, but it wasn't like anything that stuck out. I think Chauncey only averaged Excuse like, me? correct me if I'm wrong, say 14 points, right? 15 points a game, maybe. Well, in the in, in the, the in the finals, no, he averaged like 19. He was he was our best Rip? player in the finals. I mean, he won MVP, so that's I believe that. I I just don't remember having any stick out stats that that from that. I, I mean, he 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 didn't have like every everybody had like so. What am I trying to say? Everybody had an individual game where they went nuts. Like Rip had a game where he went for thirty. She in game four she had like twenty five and ten. Like everybody had their game. Chauncey all every game had like eighteen and seven, nineteen and five, seventeen and nine. You know what I'm saying? Like Chauncey put up his numbers every night. I felt like there was a game where Rip only had, like, nine points, where she only had, like... I remember, she didn't have a good game till game four because Slava Mevodinko pissed him off, and then he was like, okay, I'm going to try hard now. And then he went for, like, 10 and the third. But everybody you else were, was, like, tripping. Incorrect. As Chauncey did average 21 a game with five assists. I remember thinking that she had been good most of the playoffs. I remember she... I remember thinking, like, damn, she ain't really been scoring. But he was, he was finally rebounding the ball. I remember I used to be mad because I'm like, Rasheed, why don't you grab boards? I think he averaged, like nine boards or something that series or eight boards or something like that but i do remember him not shooting very well and not scoring a lot of points so that i do remember uh kind of being salty about so i was like i knew it couldn't be him because even big ben i think that time period was like walking double double during the final i think he was averaging like 12 and 13 like 12 points and 13 boards it's like i remember even thinking that he could be up there um from the series i'm pulling it up now yeah ben averaged 11 excuse me so i was wrong 11 and 14 so i remember he was a double double and 
Um, yeah, and that was really it. Like, Chauncey Rip, like you said, averaged 21 apiece, and then she'd average 13, and then you go to Ben. It's like, wow, that's crazy. Ben Wallace scoring 11 points to your fourth highest guy. And these niggas won a series in the championship by averaging 91 total points as a team. 91 total points per game, bro. That is wild. I mean, they scored 100. They scored 100 in the, in the series clincher. That's the only time they broke 100. Broke 100. Bro, the Lakers' average was 82 points a game. Like, that's wild to think that literally 15 years ago, basically, niggas was not scoring 100 points on a daily basis. I, I've, I love the fact that um they really held these niggas 68 points in game three. Like, how? I mean, um, Kobe only took 13 shots in 45 minutes. Shaq took 14 in 39. I, I just, I'm, 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 I look at these box scores sometimes, and I'm just like, I don't, I don't get it, man. They should have ran. They should have killed us, destroyed us. I don't, I'm to this day, I'm at a loss. So that's Detroit for you, though, man. I think, but I think one thing that you made a good point on multiple times. I've always like really appreciated. I don't want to take too much in this last moment because we've been over eight hours talking yeah. about it. But one thing that I think I've always like that you pointed out to me multiple times. I'm like, yo, you right? Is there are not too many cities, teams, towns, and really for that matter, states that really get to celebrate a championship in any major sport, bro? Like a parade and like. You make the, the point that you hit home with me, I think this might have been like maybe four or five years ago where I think we really talked about it when we were really both furious with the Tigers. Is as much as we wanted the Tigers to win during those time periods, we really like in our relatively short lives, you know, at the time, have seen a championship parade come through, bro. Like there are cities like I even think about the city of Cleveland, like bro, there like before that, them niggas had not seen the championship since what was it like 85, I think, with the Browns, bro? Something like, like that. Like, bro, there, there were people before that Cleveland won in 15 that were 30 years old that had not, or, yeah, 30 years old that had not seen a championship, mm-hmm. bro. There are teams like, like that, like when you go around, like they haven't won a ship in any sport, like any pro sport in 30, 40 years. And that's just like crazy to think of. So, like, as much as we want our individual teams to all get a ring, as a city to be able to celebrate a championship is really an amazing thing, bro. Like that's something that people don't see in a lifetime. I'm talking like a 60, 70 year old. Right. No, exactly. Exactly. I'm, I was talking to my homie last week who's from Chicago. And um, I mean, he was just he just made the point that like he just got he he grew to expect that every June he's gonna see a parade. And I'm like, that's a fucking incredible feeling, though. <laughs> just yeah. to know that every June you don't get a parade. Like, oh man. I would I was I mean, like, I got a homie. <laughs> yeah, right. And I mean, I got a homie who um He's from Chicago, and he's like, uh, he's, um, his fandoms, uh, I'm, I'm going to bring Kieran soon to, to interrogate both our fandoms. He's, I, I need to know, like, he's a Heat fan now, but he grew up loving Mike. And I'm like, I feel like if I grew up in Chicago as a Jordan fan, I wouldn't, I would, I would be beholden to the Bulls until they won another title, bro. There is no way I would ever be able to, like, be a fan of another team. No fucking way. Yeah, but I also feel like if I get used to winning, bro, I also can't be a fan of these bum ass losers, dog. Like, and I'm not saying like you gotta hop, you gotta hop around, but like the Bulls outside of that, mm, let's call this three. No, I'll say outside of maybe in the last since Mike left, maybe four total seasons where them niggas weren't like like a laughing stock. Like that's like a year when a, two years with Ben Gordon or so was there, and I think a year or so or two years with Derrick Rose, like for a combined of maybe four years being worth something. 
But you got my thing is you got enough titles to hold you over, bro. It's not like you living and dying with a team who lets you down every single fucking year, bro. You have six of them things. But but imagine and again, I don't I don't have like the numbers in front of me to see like exactly what the stats were. But imagine like you said, expecting it for literally every year. Like honestly, even the year that Jordan didn't come back in '99, like them niggas were still probably expecting like, okay, we gonna make the conference <laughs> right. semis, right? And then you don't because they you still did it when he wasn't. You feel me? Imagine going then at, at this point, basically twenty years without like. I mean, the Cubs come, but imagine like there's no other team. I like, was just talking about basketball right now. Yeah. Like, bro, you got you literally like nah, bro. I'm not used to being a loser like that, dog. Like, and a way that I think about it too is think about some of the best players in the country when they before they go off to college. Think about the guys if we're talking about basketball that go to the Kentuckys, the Dukes, the Michigan States, the Blue Blood that they call them of the world. Mm-hmm. They're niggas are not only used to being all city in their in their where they live in, they're used to being all county, they're used to being all state, they're used to being most likely even all region if you go to those schools like that. And that's even the white boys that walk on and shit like that. Like they're used to being like those type of people that are noticeable and that their dad just had money because they weren't that good and shit. You know right. what I mean? Like to make that team. Like and then you go there, like you used to win, like you won a state championship the last three years of high school. You were like state runner up the last two years, some shit like that. And you go to one of those schools and you might get like kicked out in the first round or something. Like you're not used to losing, bro. So to go one year and like like them you like y'all have a down year or like some four foot eight white guy gets a hot winning like a hot shooting streak from fucking Lehigh or St. Francis or something knocks you off. Like, no, nah, bro. Like that's that's crazy and absurd to really believe and think like. Bro, you so used to winning. Like, something like that happened, bro, that changes your whole life. Like, nah, bro, I got to go back to somebody that's going to win. Like, that's why I can really understand. Even people that were big Michael guys, I can 100,000% understand those guys that then end up liking slash loving LeBron. Not putting him ahead, but I can understand it because, like, hey, bro, he's a guy that, like, it's, it's also always been great everywhere he's went. And, yes, he doesn't have the same finals record as, as Jordan, but he still, he go around, like, winning shit. Like, like I can expect from the last 12 years, that this nigga LeBron is going to be somewhere in the conversation at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Like, he's going to at least be in the Eastern Conference Finals, bro. Like, no, that nigga's yeah. not been in the Conference Finals, but, like, twice, I think, in the last 13 years, bro. Like, that was the year with the Lakers, and then I think the year after the niggas lost uh, when, when the Magic ended more. So maybe maybe three years in the last 12 years that nigga hasn't made the Conference Finals, bro. Right. Like, it's crazy. Right. That's wild to think. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I I can fully explain my fandom as like I like winners. I I will I yeah, fully cop to that. I mean, that's why I loved Mike so much growing up. Was that like I knew Mike played for a team that was down the road from us, and we played them four times a year. They beat our asses every year. So here I am looking like how I'm gonna be a fan of these niggas when these niggas win all the time. Like four year old me just wasn't comprehending it. I was like, I can't be a Pistons fan. <laughs> that don't make sense. That don't, they, that don't make sense. But that's my thing too. Like, even if you're like a casual fan of a sport or like of anything, bro, these guys are entertaining to watch. Like, even if you don't like LeBron, I don't know how you're not entertained every time he comes to the court, bro. Like, and you, and you, you, we mean you talk about this a little bit, but like, you talk about how like year 17, which is this previous year, is probably LeBron's best year. And I'm like, yes, I was watching LeBron do stuff this year. And I'm like, bro, you still excite me. And I've literally seen this almost every night for the past 17 years. Like, I've literally seen you play almost every single game, you know, like exaggerated a little bit, but I've seen you play probably 60% of the game that you played your entire career. Bro. Right. Still- I mean, and sh- I mean, when we've seen probably 95% of all the, all the moments that matter, the playoff matter. Yeah. Like, yeah. Play, play, play so like that, that right there alone too is another reason why like, I just never understand certain dislikes for people. Like, and I know we use him as an example, but just great people in general. I mean, but, 
for every hero, I was thinking about this with Kobe. Is like, I mean, we talked about this on our pod. I think is that like, if you have, if you're a hero to somebody, you are ultimately a villain to somebody too. I hated Kobe, but Kobe was a hero to a lot of people. So that yeah. that must that must mean the same thing sort of exists for. I mean, the Mike rhetoric is starting to shift now because who cares anymore? He's the goat. But like, well, in the, in the goat carpet one or two. But like, once upon a time, there were people who up till Mike won like the sixth title were like, yeah, I don't see it. It's like, yeah. what are you talking about? You don't see it. Like this nigga is like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't see it. I, th- I think it's a ball. Especially hog. like growing up out here, like there was so much Jordan hate, just, like just living like in Michigan alone because because the uh, the Pistons stuff right. in general. You know what I'm saying? Were, they weren't willing to able to say accept until Jordan retired, but they finally people at least I didn't I didn't realize like at least like my family at least out of them alone weren't admitting that Jordan was the greatest until after he had stopped playing. Yeah. Like I remember that as a kid, like they were all at, like, you know, I'm like, like y'all don't see this? Like, what? What is not? I remember the kid asking y'all, like, "What do y'all not like about what we watching right now?" This is fun. This is crazy. Yeah, my, Me, my, like five years old, six years old, man, oh, this right. is great. What are y'all? What, why are y'all mad about this? This is amazing. Yeah, I, I, my dad never interrogated my my Jordan fandom, but I'm sure he looked at me crazy a couple times. Like, why? What? what? <laughs> Hold on. My mom told me. My mom, my mom, I, I actually feel like my mother perfectly shifted my my fandom towards Iverson, so I would stop being such a Jordan stand when I was a kid, and then told me what happened after the fact. She's like, so, so this is my favorite player in league to start having me watch Sixer game when I was a kid. No I personally feel like she did it to make me not like Jordan as much because she couldn't stand him either, and she oh, told me it's like once I was like ten years old, like watching it like Jordan. I'm like, oh, okay, I get it now. But I, I, I swear, like I really do think it's all about our age. I do feel like if I lived through that back to back, I wouldn't like Jordan. I probably would. Oh, probably not. Cause I, I was, I was watching, I was watching it last night, like fucking, like yelling at Jordan, and I'm like, I love this guy. What am I doing? But literally, like, <laughs> City Pride had me, like, yeah, fuck that guy. Like, don't be a fuck with Jordan. It's, that's all it took was just like feeling like I was part of it. That's all it took. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like the Pistons have been good at that point in time. I probably wouldn't like Jordan either. Well, no, so now I can, I can see, like you said, for the Kobe thing, me growing up, like, being an Irish fan and watching, like, some of the Lakers stuff, oh, I couldn't stand Kobe. So, like, I definitely can see, like, how certain things play out that way once you start seeing the other side of it, you put yourself in different perspectives and compare them to the other ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, fellas, we got through this assignment. Uh, we ended up talking for three hours, though. It's all good. Man, so it's so funny, and I know you got to cut it, but I promise as soon as we about to hop on, I'll be like, all right, bro, we put a timer on here for 90 minutes. Because I feel like anything longer, you don't even want to put this on as background noise. <laughs> no, I, this uh, this might just be too pile. I might drop one tomorrow, one on Thursday, if I can't book one for Thursday. So it's all good. <laughs> and the, the crazy part, I feel like we talked enough about the doc in the beginning, where you could low-key kind of put that as like a solid 40-minute post or some 45 minutes it probably was. And it'd be, it'd be semi-interesting still, and then do the top five, you know, uh, kind of separate. No, that's that's the game plan at this point, because I'm not dropping a two-and-a-half-hour pod. Uh-uh. Nope. I did that. Did, I, did, I, did, I did two of those last week. I'm doing it again. Nope. Especially the last couple been long. Especially, shoot, the last couple was long that I was on. And then I know the one that, uh, what you call it, did for the uh, album of the year. I looked at the time. So I'm like, yeah. Oh, I'm going to have to get to the second, bro. I ain't even going to lie. I ain't even been in the list with you. I'm like, I'm going to have to get to that. Like, I, but I, I, ain't, I ain't even going to hold you, though, bro. I, I'm, I'm now in the business of making two part podcasts, bro. Listen to the first half. Go off and do something else. I'll be here for the second half. You know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> no, that makes sense, man. I ain't mad at that. But um, all right, fellas, I appreciate y'all. Let me go ahead and get this edited. So I get it up and go home. For sure, bro, bro. I appreciate you. But, yeah, I, pre- I appreciate y'all, boys.
right, man. Be easy. All right, y'all. All right. Okay. Thank you again to Keenan and Cardo. Um, I don't know if you guys want to give us feedback on our suggestions, but we will gladly accept it at what's who's him and at beat the buzzer podcast to let them know if you didn't like their suggestions, don't tell me that you ain't like Keenan, what Keenan and Cardo picked. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like tell them anyways. Um, but yeah, we would love to hear your feedback. Uh, love to hear what you guys think we left out, who we should have included, who we included that we probably shouldn't have included. Um, yeah. Any and all feedback is welcome. Please let us know at what's who's him and at beat the buzzer podcast. Um, again, check out, the first two live workshops hosted by Let's Talk Bro this week, um, wherever they stream their podcast, Let's Talk Bro, a podcast on black masculinity. And don't forget to RSVP for next week's sessions if you haven't already. We will um, link to that RSVP page in our episode notes to give you all direct access. So uh, check it out again. If you can't be there live, they will be posting them on the podcast feed. But like I said, I think the sense of community is very, very, very important, especially as we all are sheltering in place. And so uh, just to be in even a Zoom room with uh, like-minded people who um, are trying to work on self-improvement is is very, very, very key. So, um, again, can't recommend it more highly. Please check it out live if you are able to in the next couple of weeks. Um, again, check out whatsusum.com. That's the home base, as y'all know. So many things we got going on. Again, from consulting to photography, albums of the decade, Whatsusum Radio, Miss Rhonda Morgan's pieces, and everything else in between. Um, and yes, please check out our media kit, whatsusum.com backslash advertise. That's the direct link. But if you want to check out, uh, the media kit on the e-magazine, it's in the, the footer down, uh, click on advertising. It will take, take you exactly where you're trying to go. Um, we are more eager than ever for more partnerships and sponsorships in 2020. And as we head toward our fifth anniversary in 2021, it's crazy to think our fifth anniversary is coming up. And so, uh, yeah, we'd love to partner with more folks, get the word, out there <clears throat> about everything we have going on here. So please, please, please check us out at whatsusim.com. Um, really appreciate it. Tell a friend, tell somebody else you know about everything else we got going on over here. So uh, it'll be back on Tuesday with our recap of the final night of The Last Dance. I cannot believe it's the final night. Oh, man. I, it's crazy to think just on night one, I was like, oh, great, four more nights. And now now it's already over. Great. Um, but it's been a great time. I really enjoy it watching them and recapping them with the homies and um, hopefully you all have enjoyed watching and hearing these recaps. Uh, yeah. So um looking forward to wrapping up that documentary with some friends next week. And then um, hopefully one or two, well, definitely one more episode, but hopefully two more um, to come at the end of next week. So looking forward to talking with y'all then. Uh, talk to y'all on time. I'm Detroit Zone, miracle, the golden kid. And everything I am must be what Detroit is. I'm Detroit Zone. Yeah. I'm Detroit Zone. Yeah. I'm Detroit Zone, blessed and it owns my love. And everything I am is what Detroit once was. I'm Detroit Zone. Yeah. I'm Detroit Zone.